Welcome to Fail Up Africa, the podcast where we talk about all things failure. That's right. This is a podcast and this is a space where we share stories and experiences dealing with and learning from failure. Each episode, we sit down with a new guest, an African trailblazer who unmasks what it really means to fail and what we can do about it. And that's everything from schooling to academics to careers to starting a business and even personal relationships. This is a space where we can get vulnerable, but with a dose of humor. Join us in getting real about failure. Welcome to the first Fail Up Africa podcast series known as the Post Virtual Experience Challenge episode number three. So today we are going to be briefly highlighting the experiences of the participants of the post-virtual experience that has been running for the last few months. So if you've heard about it, if you've been a part of it, if you've heard nothing about it, this is the place to be. Building off of the learning outcomes of the Fail Up Africa virtual experience and the overall Fail Up Africa initiative, the post-virtual experience challenge is aimed at providing a platform for participants to demonstrate an understanding of the power of community and connection in deepening their perspective of failure and in conquering their fear of failure in the pursuit of their dreams. As you know, with every single guest that we have had on Fail Up Africa, the podcast, there's always been an emphasis on finding your community finding your tribe, finding a group of people who are going to stand with you when you encounter failure. So our guests on today's episode are phenomenal trailblazers, young Africans who have been creating impact in their communities through initiatives that are focused on reshaping how young people perceive failure. And this particular group is known as Fanikiwa Pamwe, and their project has revolved around helping students who failed in their final national examinations have a second chance by running workshops on embracing failure and supporting them to retake their examinations. If you have failed an exam, we are here with you. We are you. It is us. It is you. It is I. So we're going to start off with Stacy. Stacy, it is so great to have you here. I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, how old you are, where are you from, and how are you feeling? Thank you so much, Elma. My name is Stacy Garwe. Um, I'm a young Zimbabwean. Uh, I'm a student at the African Leadership University. I am 22 years old uh, and excited at that um, and so excited to get this podcast started. Awesome stuff. ALU representing as always. If you are in the African Leadership University, make sure that you are tuned in and that you are hyping Stacey on this episode. Also, Magadini from all of those joining us from Zimbabwe. It is great to also connect with you. Next up, we've got Martin. Now, I call Martin the cool guy or cool guy Martin. Martin, tell us a little bit about yourself as well, how old you are, where you're from and how you are feeling. Um. I'd like to say I'm I'm not so much of a cool guy, but <laughs> yes, my name is Martin Dongo. I am 22 years of age as well. Um, I'm from Kenya um, and I'm a software engineering student at African Leadership University as well. Um, I am feeling excited uh, and very optimistic uh, about uh, today's projects or the project as well and the podcast. Um, so 
pretty stoked. Excellent. It's great to have you on board, Martin. I think we'll let the listeners be the judge of whether you're a cool kid or not. Martin said earlier on when we were chatting that he's a village boy. And I'm like, listen, we are all village boys and girls deep inside. Um, so, guys, it is great to talk to you today about all the initiatives that you have been up to. Um, and as African Leadership University students, it is exciting. Before we get into the questions, we want to share with you and remind our listeners of our pillars right here at Fail Up Africa, the podcast. Now, these pillars are vulnerability, reflection, learning, and as always, a little dose of humor. So we ask you to get vulnerable with us, to reflect and to share your learnings and find the little moments to laugh with us too. My first question is going to go to both of you, but I'm going to start off with Tracy. Um, I want you to tell us more about your group. How did you come up with your group, your group name? I'd love to know what it means, the inspiration behind it, and just a little bit more about your purpose. Where did it come from? What have you achieved? What did you seek to achieve? That's quite a packed question, but I'll try my best to answer it. Uh, Fanikiwa Pamwe uh, is a mixture of Swahili and Shona. Uh, Fanikiwa means succeed, and uh, Pamwe means together. So succeed together is the English translation of our project. And how it came to be, uh, after I attended the virtual experience, I thought to myself, hmm, what project would I want to do? Um, what am I interested in? And one thing that I was drawn to was high school failures. You know, it's one thing that just clicked in my head that this is what I wanted to do. And this is just because of the exposure that I've had to be able to speak to some people within my community in my immediate surroundings, um, hearing stories of how they failed and just seeing like the outcome of what that has done in their lives, uh, meaning that they, they have to sit home for who knows until when, uh, waiting for not knowing what's going to happen next. So just that, that realization that there's really nothing that they are waiting, or, uh, waiting to achieve in their lives because they've failed is something that really motivated me to... Uh, apply and do something about this problem. Um, so what I intended to achieve and what we intended to achieve, what I intended as it was still an idea was to make a difference. And when we came together, um, we wanted to bring this to life in our project. And I wasn't sure how it was going to happen, but I'm sure we'll learn more about that as uh, we continue to talk. Great stuff. Thank you so much for that answer, Stacey. That name, I hope you guys have saved it somewhere. You have patented it because it is beautiful. Fanigiwa Panwe, succeed together. I absolutely love it. Um, that is a name that I can see um, in, in many different places. So I hope that you hold on to it. It's great to see how, regardless of the countries that we are from, we are able to all unite on the idea of failure and what we can do about it and making an impact. So Martin, I've heard about why Stacy got involved in the project. I'd love to hear from you. Um, what does this project mean to you? Uh, what has been the inspiration behind it for you? One of the key things that happened when we were trying or when we were starting out Fanikiwa Pamwe was we both moved back to our uh, home countries uh, from Rwanda, oh, from Kampala, sorry. And for me, I really wanted to essentially uh, find a way to create impact and explore the world of social entrepreneurship. But also more importantly, I had just been through a very transformative period and I had just realized um, and, and comprehended the privilege that I had seen in my education. 
And what spoke to me in this project was the fact that would essentially be able to translate our privilege into something uh, profound and impact people and help people who might not have the same access to privilege as we do. So for me, it was about, first of all, exploring the world of social entrepreneurship, which I've had and read quite a bit about, and as well, um, finding a way to um, essentially transfer my privilege into impact. I, I love that. I love the ability to stand back, to reflect, to understand one's privilege, and then to use that privilege to benefit others. Um, and not just to sit with it, but to say, all right, I recognize it. How can I use it to create impact? My next question is, is, is going to come to you, Stacey. And I think just to help people understand, um, you're both from the African Leadership University, yes, but you're both currently situated in two different countries. So if you could just help us understand how it is that you were able to, to do the work that you have done, considering that you are in different locations, or were you in the same location? If, if you could just make that a little bit clear for us. Uh, thank you. Uh, when I when we initially thought about the whole idea of it, I hadn't really um, narrowed down on how the logistics were going to run. So as it uh, came to the time for execution, I began to to like formulate the best way to execute in a way that everyone would be uh, involved and all those uh, things. So what we did is, although we were in different countries and we still are. We were never in the same country at any point in the project, but we managed to divide our work in terms of what could be done remotely because this project was done in Zimbabwe, and then what can be done on the ground. So we managed to find a way to divide our tasks in that way. I think... Um that is so powerful. And I think anyone who is listening who has ever felt um, held back by geographical location or any of those constraints, here are two young people saying, listen, regardless of how far away we are, regardless of the borders, we both have a similar mission. We both want to achieve this and we can do it. And so we're going to put in the effort and we're going to make it happen. So I, I really do love to see your determination and what it is that you have been able to achieve together. Now, coming back to you, Martin, Look, if there's one thing I know about failure, it's that people want to hide when they fail, especially when it comes to high school failures. It's something that no one ever wants to talk about. It's one of those things you would rather take to your grave. And so I want to know what has your experience been like with people? How have people taken it? Have people been responsive? Have, have people bought into the idea? Was it hard for them? Just, just your experience in general working with people. Right. I'd say for us or for me personally, communicating or getting people uh, on board on the idea of Anikio Pamwa was, it was not easy at first um, because at first as well, we had an idea that we were trying to, on one hand, pitch and get people on board, but we hadn't fully formulated the logistics as Stacy had mentioned. And so even for us, getting people to understand what we are trying to, on the vision that we are trying to communicate was not very easy at first, right? And up until we were able to get or, you know, in, in, uh, get started, that's when we had an idea, okay, this is what we want to do. This is our vision. Here's our mission. And now it became easier to even communicate that this is the project we're doing uh, and oftentimes for us, I often tried to uh, 
just reflect on what we are doing and communicate in a more honest and transparent way. And I felt like that way I was able to get people on board. And this meant also saying, hey, look, I also don't understand quite clearly some of the things that we are doing. We're just trying to figure this out. Um, and at least in that way, we were able to get people on board um, and, and also get some advice that eventually became very helpful for us. So it's a mixed bag, but I'd say it's grown to be very, um, very interesting as well uh, throughout the course of the project and very fruitful as well. Mm, that's that's something people don't realize the power in transparency the ability to say that look i'm starting something i also am not really sure about it um i'm going to learn every step of the way but i'd love for you to come on the journey with me and i appreciate that you guys were able to be that transparent with everyone and i'm sure that's why they were so receptive of the idea now, uh, Stacey, I want to come back to you and I want to make this a little bit more personal, right? So I want to know what your experience of failure has been like before experiencing Fail Up Africa as well as the project and after. So before you heard about Fail Up Africa, what was your experience of failure? Now that you've heard about Fail Up Africa as well as participated, um, what is your experience now? Uh, that's a really uh, deep question. Okay, so um, I took a bit of a few seconds to just reflect on that. And um, I, I just looked back at some of the instances where I faced failure before I learned about Fail Up Africa in about July of last year. And I must say, although I knew that, okay, I've failed and you can it, you get over this and things like that, it wasn't as easy for me to get over it and, you know, keep failing up, as we call it, um, as I find it now. Now, that doesn't mean that it's easier now, but I have a better understanding of the importance of learning from these failures than I did before. Um, a great and one of my biggest examples is how I, I, I keep getting, I get so many rejections in my emails so many um, countless times. And what that does, what that used to do actually is that I would start to feel like, you know, what's the point in trying and spend about three months just, you know, uh, you know, uh, wallowing in my sorrow. <laughs> and uh, now, I, although it's still difficult, I find myself being able to, you know, continue with an application right after experiencing like two rejection emails and that's because I have a support structure that I've built after learning about the importance of that through Fail Up Africa. Thank you so much for that answer. Um, I think what it tells me is life must go on. And for the longest time, I too always used to see failure as the end. That's it. You know what? I, I didn't get in. I didn't get where I wanted to be. I was rejected. So that's it. Um, but, but to be able to say that life must go on, Powerful. I'm going to ask the same question to you, Martin, if you could just tell me as well what your experience of failure was like before, um, you know, meeting Fail Up Africa as well as participating. I never really got to reflect on uh, moments that I went through failure. And what I mean by this is I, I really did go through a lot of moments uh, where things were not working, uh, especially from high school up until getting into college. 
but I never really took moments to, you know, keenly and do the deep work when it comes to understanding what an experience in failure meant. Now, what I think has happened and what I feel has happened with, uh, first of all, the failure sessions and the Funny Cure Palmer project is constantly also trying to, first of all, reflect what does failure mean? How have I navigated failure before? And be able to chat way forward from that. And essentially, um, how can I better place myself next time? Um, and kindly taking time to reflect on failure. That has been one of the, the greatest ones. Um, and in fact, with Stacey as well, we've also had to do this quite a lot, uh, even in our personal lives, right? Um, when we're doing boot camps around failure, how are we also navigating failure uh, in our day-to-day -day lives? And at least that has brought some bit of some confidence um, and a bit of uh, a better way to handle my moments of failure as well, I'd say. So that would be my before and after um, kind of experience here. Love it, Martin. It's giving growth and we love to see it. And I hope that everyone else who's been listening as well can pick at least the thing or two that they've learned um, from listening to the podcast, from engaging with our content. Like you said, Martin, I, I, I'm sure I've said this before. I dealt with failure through denial, right? It would happen and I would say it didn't happen. I refused that it happened. And so reflection wasn't even an option. And through this, I've had to tell myself, reflect it happened. It's okay. First take it in, then move on. Don't completely ignore that it was ever there. So I want to go into our, our parting our passing questions as this conversation comes to an end, even though I wanted to go on forever and ever. Um, but my, my passing question to you, Stacey, and it'll be the same for you as well, Martin, so you can just start thinking about it, is what is that one thing that you think communities can do to improve how young people navigate failure um, in the context of the work that you do? Great question. When I think about this question, um, I'm taken back to some thoughts I've had throughout the project execution. And what I would want um, communities to embrace is the idea that everybody fails. Um, everybody has moments of failure. And that's something that is not, people try to deny that in Zimbabwe and uh, shield those experiences and act like, no, this, it's not, it wasn't supposed to happen in the first place. And that's the reason why we've got these problems of people who have failed being uh, neglected from society, getting jobs and all these things because they are seen as useless. So it's, it's a, a mindset shift would be a, a, a great thing to start with. And it would lead to so many changes in how things go as we like continue to embrace this idea of failing up. Um, and so that's what I think communities can do to start helping students and people all around the world. Thank you so much for that, Stacey. Um, powerful parting words. And yourself, Martin? I'd say, first of all, I'd, I'd hope uh, or I'd, I'd want communities to empathize more uh, with young people when it comes to failure. And much like Stacy has mentioned, I feel that there's quite a lot of, um, you know, uh, I'd say uh, people don't really communicate the truth about how they got to where they got to, right? We don't communicate more about how we failed, how we tried to figure it out, moments when we didn't really know what was happening. And if we empathize a little bit more with the youth that are trying things and failing, 
then at least we'll be able to give them a chance to explore and give them even more uh, inspiration to try different things and fail at them and try again. And at least that way, people can be able to build their lives and also be able to contribute to social economic development by trying things, failing things, and trying again. Um, and that would be my uh, parting shot. Uh, empathize more and communicate more about your failures. Thanks so much, Martin. Empathize more. Try, try, and try again. And give young people the opportunity to try and fail. Um, like you said, I always say that, yes, I understand that the world has always been going through trials and tribulations, but never has there been a generation in the situation that we are currently in where social media and just society in general is so closely connected. I mean, back in the day, if you would fail something or fail an exam, you know, or if someone, you know, did something really well, we wouldn't be sending letters across borders to tell people that information. But here you open up Instagram, you open up LinkedIn and you are scrolling through information constantly, information overload about this person has done this and that person has achieved this. And there's just so much pressure. And so, like you said, we need to be empathetic. So thank you so much to Martin and Stacy and your incredible project, that name that no one should forget, Fanikiwa Pamwe. All right, everyone, we have come to the end of this episode. And as always, we want to remind you of certain things. This is for you, our listeners. We want to hear from you and how your community has shaped how you navigate and perceive failure. And remember, we don't just want to read your DMs. We actually want to hear your voices. So send us a voice note via our Instagram page. Let us know some people that you would like to hear from on this podcast. Remember, you can tell us names, you can send us bios, and we will be happy to reach out to them. If you want to learn more about Fail Up Africa, don't forget to check out our website at failupafrica.com and follow us on our Instagram page at failupafrica. It's been real. Until next time, on Fail Up Africa, the podcast. It's your host, Elma Acob.